0: So this is part two of a two-part series where we're talking about how to see God's will done in your situation. In this particular part, we're going to talk about the warfare of actually having God show up in your life and keeping the enemy at bay. Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. Well, Hey, everybody. This is Greg and Sharon this is the second part of a two-part series that we're going to be doing and uh, and we are real excited about this second part because it's near and dear to our hearts uh, specifically what we're going to be talking about today is the the warfare aspect of of uh, of asking God to, to help you with the, the, some situations in your life. To kind of recap what we did in the previous version we talked about you know how uh, that you know Jesus helped us become righteous before uh, before God so that we could freely ask and then lean into what God wants for us and stand in faith. But that isn't the end of it because there's a real enemy. He wants to poke holes in everything we're doing and steal God's blessings from us. And so today we're going to talk to you about how to kind of resist uh, the enemy and how to kind of stand against him and keep him away so that you can then usher again, keep everything from from interrupting what God wants to do and usher in God's blessings.
1: That's true. You know, uh, the first scripture that we're going to mention today is something that anybody that has heard us for very long knows we quote quite a bit, which is James 4. Oh, Yes. (laughs) <laughs> we use that so many times, and uh, the part that we're that we're gonna be talking about is it says submit to God, resist the devil, and He will flee from you. Mm,
0: the magic, the magic it, formula. It is.
1: It's like it's like an algebraic formula. Here's yeah, A plus B equals C. Yes. You know, <laughs> so we talked last last time about submitting to God. Well, this time we're gonna be talking about resisting the devil. Yeah. So submission to God comes first. And uh, a side note here is I, w- I want to remind you that the real you the part of you that's the new creature in christ jesus wants to submit to god you actually want to joyfully obey the lord the new creation the new heart that god's put in you when you became a christian wants to do what he wants you to do and you want to please him Uh, romans 12 uh, one through two says therefore i urge you brethren by the mercies of god to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to god which is your spiritual service of worship And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is that, which is good and acceptable and perfect.
0: I really like that one.
1: I do too. So your, your sinful flesh, which is your old part that the, the body that you're walking around in has to be, has to be um, sacrificed in in a spiritual sense that you don't, you don't get to do what, what your flesh wants to do. You know, you are uh, presenting your body daily to the Lord.
0: Let's stop real quick because I want to make sure that we draw, we help the listener understand the difference mm-hmm. between their flesh mm-hmm. and themselves. Which might sound weird, but just track with me here for a second. So the here's here's a great kind of a, a phrase that you can latch onto. You are a spirit. You have a soul, and you live in a body. Yes. Right. Yes so your spirit is the eternal part of you it's the part that lives forever it's also the part that becomes new when you accept christ right the bible says that all things have become it's the most
1: inner part of who you are yeah your identity the deepest Mm -hmm. part of your identity
0: then your soul is your mind your will and your emotion so you think about it your soul is the part that's growing and becoming. And, and it, you know, when you're born, your brain is pretty new, not a lot of facts hidden in there. And you have to learn, right? You have to learn how to speak. You have to learn how to walk. Uh, and and you have to learn how to handle your shelves emotionally. You know, I know there was, a, there was a great book that came out about emotional intelligence in the last few years that a, people, a lot of people have read. It, that's all kind of what the soul is about. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people get spirit and soul intermixed in their minds. But the difference being... Your spirit is like the captain of your ship, and your soul is kind of like uh, the is is more of a programming kind of a thing. It's it's not your soul is not who you are. Your soul is is the. It's uh, how you process. It's, the yeah world. It's, it's how yeah. you process your emotions, your thoughts, your you know, your your, your feelings, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then your body, which we're all very familiar with our body, and uh, and and all of its uh, imperfections, right and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's aging. Yes, and the way it ages, isn't that nice? isn't that lovely? Right? So the reason that that's so important, right, is that because too many times we will get confused and we will let's say feel bad about something, either maybe something emotional or something physical, and we will we will mix that up with our identity. And that is the part that you're going to have to really press through because If the enemy can really get you just to focus on how you feel, whether physically or emotionally, he can slow you down to a crawl.
1: He can distract you all day long.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so if we go back and we read Romans 12, 1 through 2, in the light of now through this paradigm that we are spirit, that we have a soul, we live in a body, it says, therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual Service of worship.
1: Hold on, let's stop there because right? I want to, I want to point out that it's talking about your spirit presents your body. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So you think of it as it's like when you're driving a car, right? You're not your car. <laughs> just like you're not your body.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. You drive your car to the store. Well, you drive your body to the buffet. Right.
1: <laughs> or to the gym. Or
0: to the gym. <laughs> that's right. And and that's really what it's saying is is to take authority. Yeah. And command your body.
1: To present it to the to Lord, God. yes, as that a Jesus, sacrifice. Yes, Jesus has already made you a holy sacrifice. Yeah, so
0: if you've ever cooked dinner, like if you've ever cooked a holiday dinner, like let's say Christmas or Thanksgiving, you're presenting this beautiful meal for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's the same action with your body to God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard something funny one time, Bob. Someone said, you know, the problem with a living sacrifice is it keeps trying to crawl off the altar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that's true. It's a daily sacrifice. It's a daily choosing to do what your spirit knows that you're, you're, yeah. you're the Holy Spirit's telling you what you need to be doing. That's true. Your spirit is telling you what you need to be doing.
0: So so, so look at the second half of this is and do not be conformed to this world. It's saying, Okay, don't look to the world for your direction. Mm-hmm. Right. And but be transformed by the what? renewing of your mind so there's your soul right so that you may prove what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect so it's telling you to take authority over your body and your mm-hmm. soul mm-hmm. which includes your mind so it's, god's it's, giving yeah. you the recipe here you
1: sacrifice your body you renew your mind yes
0: and and but if if your' if your mind was supposed to be in control of all that then why would you not your mind need to be renewed yeah. Your mind's included in the part that needs the discipline. Yeah. Right. And so that tells you right now your spirit. knows it doesn't say anything about your spirit. It doesn't say your spirit needs to be disciplined. It says that your spirit is the one that's going to be doing the yeah, discipline. That's the service. Yeah. And and, and granted, you lean on uh, lean on Jesus to make that happen. But I just want to make sure you understand because knowing this helps you actually walk in it as opposed to feeling condemned when you don't.
1: Yeah. 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 And something else I want to uh, point out as well um, is it says, so that you may prove what the will of God is. And then it, and, and sometimes we're like, well, what is the will of God? Well, he goes on in to define it, yeah. that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really want to learn how God thinks, I, I encourage you to take a couple of minutes if you if you can and, and get a notebook out and write down those those three words look them up in blueletterbible.com see what, which means it goes into the original greek
0: yeah the interlinear yeah mm-hmm. and
1: and and write out what everything it says about what those three things mean but even if you don't do that if you have a chance to look in the dictionary look up look up um, what those definitions are but he's trying to tell you this is what god's will is that which is good and acceptable and perfect mhm Alright, so your new creation spirit cries out, Abba Father, and longs to do what pleases him in every respect. That's the new part of you that comes in as, as you get saved. Mm-hmm. That's your new creation part. That's the, 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 the new Christian smell, you know, that comes with the <laughs> spirit. And uh, Romans 8, we love that, the, we love that chapter. We talked about it last time. It says, for all who are being led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God, for you have not received the spirit of slavery, leading to fear again. But you've received a spirit of adoption as sons by which you cry out, Abba, Father.
0: And Abba means?
1: Daddy. Daddy. Yeah. Yeah, It means daddy in uh, Hebrew. Mm -hmm. So as you're growing and as you're learning about what God's will is for you, listen to that. Your heart wants to please him. Your heart wants to do everything that's written in his word. So that's the part of you that you're going to listen to. So we're
0: not going to listen to our emotions or our bodies Mm -mm. or our minds. Mm -hmm. What we think, we're going to listen to something deeper, deeper in our spirits.
1: Yes. So that all that is, is a part of, of submitting to God. But there is a devil and we have to resist him. So we're going to talk a little bit about that because we have to resist the devil and the kingdom of darkness that would try to assert authority in our life that it no longer has. Remember, we talked last time about Jesus stripping out that authority up, up, away from the devil on the cross and the resurrection so that he doesn't have that authority in this world anymore, but he still tries to exercise it because people don't know what belongs to them, and so he'll take over. So the devil's authority over mankind was broken on the cross to everyone who believes in Jesus for salvation. When you become a Christian, you stepped out of the kingdom of the devil and his authority into the kingdom of God and his authority for your life is final.
0: Yes. So a lot of times people will, they don't understand that just because the devil comes along and messes with you doesn't mean that you have to put up with it. Yeah. You know, I I, I get a word picture in my mind that I've got like a candy bar on my desk and he's coming up and he's just putting his hand, he's going to put his hand over it. like <laughs> well, I'm going to take your candy bar. God's telling you, you need to smack his hand. You can go, <laughs> take your hand off of that.
1: That's mine. That's right. Yeah. And
0: but if you don't, he'll just take your candy bar.
1: Oh, that's, that's really true. He, he will. Yeah. He 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 won't. And he's
0: looking you right in the eye while he's doing Oh, it. I know. He's, man. Just, he's just going, "Hey, I'm gonna take your candy bar." i going to take your candy That's bar. That's my candy bar is yeah. what he said. And he'll even go, and you should be afraid that I'm going to take your candy bar. Yeah. You know. Or,
1: and he'll lie to you. That's my candy That's bar. That's
0: my candy bar. Or, or you forfeited your candy bar. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. you did X, Y, Z. He's such a punk. He is a punk.
1: <laughs> so how can we tell if our challenges are something to submit to from God, to teach us a lesson we may need, or something to resist as coming from the illegitimate authority source, so, so the what, devil? So
0: what you're asking about is you're, you're talking about discernment. Yes. Yeah. How do we discern? How do we tell the difference? Mm-hmm. That's a good question.
1: So, uh, the answer is kind of right back up to Romans 12 again. We have to renew our minds with God's word so that we will be able to discern what God's will is for us. See, uh, for a long time, I had not studied about health and healing in the Bible to know that that belonged to me in Christ. Mm. So, whenever stuff would come against me, I would just accept it. Yeah. You know, and when people would get sick in my life, I would just accept, well, I guess it's that's an, God's will. It's an act of God. Yeah, Oops. which that's not in yeah. the Bible anywhere. Don't Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> but so knowing that God's word is, um, is knowing his will for these situations. And he never changes. And his opinion doesn't change with the world's opinions or culture or our experiences.
0: Thank goodness. Yes. Because that stuff is all over the place. Yeah, isn't that true? And it keeps moving.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. So we, we talked a little bit about those, those three things, good and acceptable and perfect. Those are God's will for us. So we know that God's will is always for our good. Mm-hmm. So um, what does James 1 say about that?
0: So James 1, especially what James 1, 17 says, Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation, variation or shifting shadow. I really like that imagery. Where it's talking about. So if you think about it, if it's a good thing, it's from God. Right? Yeah. If it's not a good thing, maybe it's not from God. (laughs) Now, sometimes that's not always the case. This is where discernment really becomes the challenge because there are there are times where you need to take authority over something. Right, and then there are times you need to listen. Going, God, what's going on with this? You know, Mm -hmm. what what conclusion do you want me to draw from this? Right? Yeah. But I can promise you one thing: Jesus didn't die on the cross so that God could punish you with terror or 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 judgment or or conviction in that regards. You know, Uh, obviously, if we're still struggling with sin in our life, the Holy Spirit has uh, the, the 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 job and the purpose to convict us of. of of sin and and to help us turn away from and to to become who we're supposed to be but the uh there are times when it when it is absolutely the enemy and that's what Sharon and i are trying to help you understand is how can you tell how can you tell that you're supposed to when you're supposed to resist and when you're supposed to kind of let god do what he wants to do and that's the challenge
1: It kind of goes into a little bit about, about what we need to look for if we want to try to discern if it's from the Lord. It says uh, in verse, I believe it's six, it says, My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him. For those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines and he scourges or he punishes every son whom he receives. And the Lord was talking with me a little bit more about that today. That that you see three levels of correction there. The first one is the discipline, which is training. He's mm-hmm. he's trying to actively teach you. Okay, here's what we yeah, do. Yeah, discipline
0: means ch- to teach.
1: Yeah, to teach to train, not know? punishment. Mm-mm. So that's that's that lot, like when you're first trying to teach your child to walk or to talk or to say something, you introduce the concept and you explain it to him and say, "Here's what we do." And the next part it goes into what's correction or reproof. And that is when, when, when they do it wrong, you correct them and say, okay, no, that's not the way we do it. Here's what we do. Like if you're teaching your child how to scramble an egg and, and first of all, you'll show them how to do it. And then, then they'll, they'll do it and they'll mess up and you go, oh no, no, here's what we do. You know, and then, um, there are some times in our life, um, when God is trying to teach us and we're not listening and he's trying to reprove us because we're still going the wrong direction. And then he has to go to the punishment route. You know, so that's kind of uh, one way that you can kind of tell is, is what's going on with me? Is it because I've, I've not been listening to the discipline and the reproof, you know, because sometimes punishment comes on us because let's say you are a careless driver and, or, and you continue to do that, even though the Lord's convicting you and training you and trying to say, no, you need to be are responsible with your vehicles and you need to be respectful to other people. And you're not doing that. You know, there might be some repercussions, not to say that he's going to cause you to have an accident. I'm not saying that, but he might lift protection. So just enough for you to get singed a little bit because he wants you to learn these things. It
0: doesn't, it doesn't do any good for, for God to, to damage you. Uh, because you're not able to move forward in what he wants you know so there's a little bit of a difference you know
1: yeah but but there is also repercussion for our sins yes. as well you know so sometimes that's what's going on too but what god's will for you is always for your good and it says he goes on to discipline us for our good that we may share in his holiness so he wants you to have the character of jesus and he's going to help you act, and he's actively working in your life to help you develop that now sometimes there are things coming against us um, that, and, and we don't know which is which. So we can't let the devil twist the meanings of, of the, of what's good to try to, to give us something that's not good. Yeah, You know, um, Hebrews 12 or Hebrews thirteen eight says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. So if you want to look and see what God's will is for you specifically, um, look and see what Jesus did. That's always a really great He's example. Our example. He's a great example of God's will on this earth. You know, it says, therefore, Jesus answered and said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself. This is in John five nineteen. unless it is something he sees the father doing for whatever the father's does, these things, the son also does in like manner. So what we can, what we can uh, realize from that is that, Everything that Jesus did is said in Acts 10:38 that he went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Mm-hmm. So that was God's will. So we know healing is God's will. Yes. Doing good is God's will. So everything that Jesus did was good. So he's defining. Here's what good looks like. He raised the dead. He healed the sick. He provided food for the hungry. He provided uh, provision when they needed any, any money that they, they had the money. Yep. He provided salvation. He provided redemption. That's God's will for you, and that's good. Yeah, God's you, you don't
0: eyes. see anywhere in Scripture where Jesus punished anybody. Not like, no. No, you, you really don't see. I mean, there were times when he, like, he overturned the tables, but that was because they were disrespecting his father's house.
1: And the, you know what? And I guarantee you that was not the first time he'd had uh, dealings with these people. I mean,
0: even Judas, how patient was he with Judas? Yeah. You know, I mean, good grief. And he knew what Judas was going to do if there was anybody who probably deserved a, a scathing retort, it was Judas. Sure. And, he, and he didn't even do that.
1: Mm-mm. No, he was And you know what? I, I, I if, if Judas had waited for a couple of days, I think he could have qualified for salvation as well. Yeah. You know? So, and who knows? You know, I don't know where he is now, but God yeah. knows. And I'm sure it's, it's fair. Yeah. So, so, so the question you need to ask yourself as you're dealing with a challenge, is it something that Jesus addressed and corrected while he was on this earth because we talked last time about how God's will is not automatically done. Yeah. So, and Jesus came to kind of set that right.
0: Yeah, and he wanted he wants to he wanted to free us up and empower us to be able to partner and to work with God uh, to be his children and his emissaries here. Yes. To 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 uh work with him in the Holy Spirit, to see the just like the prayer that Jesus prayed to see the the, the the will of God happen on the earth as it is in heaven,
1: yes, exactly that's our we get to what a blessing that we get a part in that,
0: yeah, so so as we think about it, Jesus went around, he healed the sick right he 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 got rid of disease, you know he helped people with lack you know and and in finances, and you see that through scripture again and again, you know, and he, he helped people uh, approach their relationship with God, right that he helped p- that break that uh, to help Fix what was broken in that regard right mm-hmm. uh he also wanted to renew people's hope and and their spiritual relationships yeah. you know and any lack you know to fix or or to replace any lack that that, that they had you know uh, he he uh cast out the demonic forces you know in people multiple times uh you know i love the love the story where he cast it. Out of the out of the man who was in the uh, in the graveyard and he, he threw them into the pigs, then the pigs ran into the ocean, and the people were like, "Hey, uh, can you get away from here? you you just got rid of our pigs but uh, they missed the point but um <laughs> yeah. uh you know but the the point being is God doesn't want us to be overcome with those things. Jesus came to save that which was lost. And and what he was trying to do is show us that through a powerful and, and correct relationship with God, that these these inequities can be addressed through Jesus. And and that's the good news.
1: So whatever thing comes against us that had no authority to operate in Jesus's life, neither does it have any authority to operate in our lives. Yes. So we would challenge you to allow your spirit to respond to the challenges you face with the word of God in your mouth, convinced of God's good will for your life and his ultimate authority and power to make his will happen. His kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
0: So if we go back and we remember, the reason that we're talking about this is because the devil's not going to just let you skate through all this. We're trying to remind you that it's like you've been deputized, right? And we, we've we used, when we when we preached on James 4, 7, we use it as a, it's a way that to receive power from on high is that when you submit yourself to God, you become deputized with his authority. Just like uh, someone who uh, is deputized by a local sheriff has the full authority of the sheriff mm-hmm. and can pull people over and arrest people mm-hmm. and detain people and those kinds of things. And and so it's the same way with your heavenly father.
1: I do want to say a little side note here. Like we, we live in um, a city in St. Louis, but let's say a deputy from that from our city were to go to Illinois, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have authority. They
0: would leave their jurisdiction. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They would leave their jurisdiction. So your jurisdiction is everything that's under your authority in the natural here, Mm -hmm. yourself, your family, your, you know, your place of business, whatever, you know, that's where you have that authority. Now you can't just go out and take authority over the devil in your neighbor's life. Yeah. <laughs> because you don't have that's authority. That's not yeah, that's, that's not, not your not yours. that's not your spirit. But you absolutely can can take authority over the devil that's coming against you and your family.
0: Yes, and that's a very good distinction. But but we're we're we are trying to help you to get used to that idea that you now have a responsibility to work on this. God's not going to just roll over on on the on the enemy. He's giving you the authority. He's giving you the knowledge of the word. He's given you the the ability to act on it. And he's expecting you to do that mm-hmm. in his name.
1: Mm-hmm. So what does that look like?
0: So, you know, I've used the example quite a bit, you know, especially, you know, again in our book Powerful Peace, we go through we go into this in quite large amount of detail. But the really kind of just submitting yourself to God looks kind of like, well, you know, especially if you've if you've messed up. You know uh, or you've got something that you're trying to take care of you know you just kind of go God I just want to be in the center of your will God I just want to be with you I want to do what you want I want to do it your way I'm giving up my way I want to do it your way and, and and so Lord I just I just submit to you in your way whatever that is and Lord just ask You just show me what that is you know I'll start off kind of like that and then the, the second part of it is the resisting right so the resisting part of it, you know, the, the way that that usually manifests with me is that I really, I just kind of talk to him like he's a stray dog. You know, I just say, devil, I command you to leave me alone, leave my family alone, leave my dog alone, leave my job alone. You know, those things, that sphere that, that you and I were talking about, right? I kind of do that. And I'm sure that there might be some people in the audience you know who are going, what? You want me to do what? <laughs> Just roll with me on this a little bit. Again, you're uh, imagine there's a real enemy.
1: There is a real enemy, right?
0: Imagine that that you have someone who's messing around. You know, if 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 there was a if there was a, a vagrant showing up to your house, messing up, you know, and messing up your front porch and and causing issues and you know, putting your family in jeopardy, you wouldn't think twice to run out there and run that person off. Well, it's 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 the same way in the spirit. And so you got to handle it very much the same way. Like you'd handle a stray dog. You'd go out there and you'd, you'd say, get, right? So it's that same spirit that you have to to, to rise up, but you have to know that you can. Mm-hmm. And the enemy loves, he just loves to go to Hollywood and crank out uh, movies that show how awesome he is. Trust me, he's nowhere near anything like what Hollywood has told you. All right?
1: Like the mouse with the megaphone. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And so again, where you submit yourself to God, then you resist. And I just, I always just kind of get this, this word picture of just standing up inside. Yeah. You just stand up and you go, no. Yeah. Right. it, It is. It can literally be that simple. You can just go, no. Right. And it's like a splash of cold water. Right, and,
1: it, and it's even better if you know the word, yeah, and you can use the word at him, yeah, and you that's say, you why. You know what? No, here's what the Bible says about that situation. Yes. So here's what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, and,
0: and that really does help a lot. It gives you. It's like putting bullets in a gun, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like it really does help you. And 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 the the last part of James four seven, you know, it, it says resist the enemy. It says submit to God, resist the enemy, and He will flee. Even one uh, translation says as in terror. And so, what we usually do is we usually round that off by thanking God that His Word works. God, I thank you that when I submit myself to you and I resist the enemy, He has to flee. And I'm telling you that every time I have really approached this that way, it works. Yeah. And and it works immediately. And and the the Spirit that the Holy Spirit will show up and God's peace will rest on the scenario, and it really does make a difference.
1: All right, so we you know we've talked about seeing God's will done in our situations, and and we talked a little bit about the Lord's Prayer and that that Jesus prayed for God's will to be done and God's kingdom come on earth, as it is in heaven. I don't think there is any doubt in my mind that God heard His prayer. Yeah, I, I know that God heard His prayer, and so and Jesus said that if we know that or, or it was uh, I think it was, I think it was James that said that if we know that that if God hears us, then we know we have what we asked yeah. for. Yeah. And we know that G- that God always heard Jesus. Jesus yes. was sinless, perfect. That was his his amazing favorite son. Yes. So he was able, he was wanting to give him everything. Mm-hmm. So he's wanting to have his will done on the earth. Yes. As it is in heaven.
0: I he, mean that that was one of his main motives, right? Mm-hmm, I
1: mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it was his idea, right? Yeah. So do we have any doubt that God has the power over the enemy in our lives? No. No, no. God is so much more powerful, so much more authority than the devil. Especially since Christ took away all the authority that the devil had on this earth.
0: And, and we get that knowledge from reading the Bible, yes. Not from watching movies. Yes, that's okay? true. Just want to make <laughs> Unless sure. You're watching if the your Christian theology movie. is based on a movie, <laughs> you should change that.
1: Yes, please don't. You should get in the scripture. Just, yeah, just don't.
0: It'll change it for you. I promise.
1: So let's agree with God that His will is done and yes. His kingdom comes in our life, and that and that Jesus has all authority and he's given it to us yeah. and we choose we choose to use that authority to help establish his will be done his kingdom come on this earth.
0: So this is being this being the second part of a two-part series. So let's recap the whole thing. Okay. Right. So on part 1 we talked about that our relationship with Jesus. Or with with God has been corrected mm-hmm. and made whole because of what Jesus did, and now we're righteous, and we can then ask. He wants us to ask, mm-hmm. right? And so we're talking about how can we see God's will done in our situation, in our lives, in those in the whether it's a small problem or a big one, right? And and so we've we established the fact that now suddenly because we've accepted Christ, we can ask God, and there's nothing that gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And then we can have faith and trust that when we ask, that that He hears us, and that and that He wants us to ask, and and He wants to answer those prayers. Yes. Then we take we take the part two, which we talked about today, that we need to keep the enemy back, because the enemy likes to come, and He likes to come and steal, right? Kill, destroy. Mm-hmm. And so we we need we know that that whenever we're we're waiting on God, whenever we're trusting Him, the enemy always comes to try to disrupt it. He, he he always does. It's just gonna happen. In fact, if you'll expect it, and be on the guard, ready, when 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 he starts messing with him, it'll come at you like a little terrier. <laughs> it will. You'd be like, bow, 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 you will start start going after him, right? And that's normal. That doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. Mm. A lot of times, people they they go, well, if the devil's coming, I must have done something wrong. I must have let him come. Not always. There are times when we do open the door for the enemy, but there's a lot of times when he just shows up on his own, trying to, to take our take our candy bar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so we're going to remind him no, and then we're going to we're going to remember we have authority over him, and we can tell him to get lost.
1: And and that's kind of why I believe it's important that we know what God's will is, that what that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Yeah. Because we will not use John four seven against the devil if we believe mm-hmm. it is God.
0: James four seven yes.
1: Yeah. James four seven. I'm sorry. Yeah. I misspoke. But um, if 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 the devil can tell us, well, I know this looks bad, but this is really God's will for you, then you're not going to resist him.
0: And that's what he'll do. You know, if you go back and you look in the very beginning of Genesis, oh yeah, he twists. And you know, the word wicked uh, comes from the word wicker, which means to twist. And that's what he does. He'll take and he'll twist it ever so slightly. He'll add a few extra words or phrases or emphasis to try to get you off. Off, uh, off, the, off the truth, and and go a different direction away from what God wanted, yeah. and and that's why we have to be diligent. We have to know what God's word says. Mm-hmm. We have to dig in, and we have to become. That's why educated. why He gives
1: us His Holy Spirit that we may yeah. know the things freely given to us by yeah. God.
0: Yeah, and and if you don't know a lot of Scripture, just until you are able to hide that stuff in your heart, you know, listen to listen to your spirit person as opposed to your emotions, mm-hmm. and that takes practice. You know, and and there's a way for you to train your spirit to do that. And to train your your soul and to train your mind. Remember, it's just that you need to you need to train your mind, right? Read and, the New Testament. Yeah,
1: Listen to sermons. Yes. you know, write down scriptures and put them around. Oh
0: yeah, I'd say that single handedly, that habit right there of picking a scripture or any of them out of this. The, the, this couple studies, of podcasts, yeah. right. uh, if you were to put those do. on three by five cards and put them around yeah. the house, oh my gosh, it'll revolutionize your life.
1: The blogs for these are on our website yeah. that go along with this. So you could just copy paste those. Yeah. You out just go
0: do that. And then, you know, we've done that. I don't know how many times. Yeah. It I mean, does make a big it difference. Does. It does. Well, because again, your, your, your mind is like a tire with a slow leak. You need to constantly be pumping it up with the word and what God says. All right. So just again, just to recap. You can pray, you can ask God to help you uh, with your situation, and then you can guard it with the authority that he's given you. This is the good news. So ask God to help you with your situation. Yes. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this two-part episode. These two parts, and and you know we've enjoyed uh, delivering it, and we encourage you to listen to these again and again and again, and it will bring about, uh, it'll bring about this this cor- this courage in your heart, and you'll you'll start to you'll start to act on it, and it's really amazing, and we just really just encourage you to do that, and uh, we also encourage you to share these these episodes with somebody who's going through a hard time. Uh, you could you could really come along and minister into their hearts and really change what's going on with them and so be led by the spirit and when you do that uh, we also have a great website gods-best.com that you can go visit and see all the the uh, blog articles and then uh, we have things you can download we've got wallpapers for your phones and all kinds of stuff and so you know go check out our website and also connect with us on social media facebook instagram you can look us up god's best for your life on those and, oh, uh, and
1: all this is all this is free yeah it's
0: all free it's all yeah. free we're, we're here this is our ministry this is our re- our, our we outreach to, to you. you yeah we just want to encourage you you know sharon and i are teachers and we enjoy this and so well, but we just want to encourage you that you can have God's best for your life, and we're just here to help.